there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Welcome back to Loring, our folklore podcast where we tell you the history and stories of different legends and lore just from all over. Whoa, and I, I'm i taking off some of my jewelry now because I wear crystals and they make lots of clinky sounds. <laughs> it's like a little bit of ASMR though, you know? It it's kind worse. of, it's like, it's therapeutic. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, that, that sounds kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking... Of nice things. Ryan, what did you find alluring this week? Kimmy, I will tell you what. Ask me how how productive I was this week. <laughs> how productive were you this week? Um, literally not at all because <laughs> uh Baldur's Gate came out last week. Okay. And my friends talked me into getting it this last weekend, so like a week ago from today. Yeah. And Oh my god, it's so freaking good! It's um, <laughs> for our non-gamer audience, it's it's just D and D. Like yeah. it, it's it's just a video game D and D, and you get to like fully make a character, and it's so much fun. Um, I'm doing like five campaigns simultaneously <laughs> with different groups of friends because it's only up to four people. Oh, you can play um, with other people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's literally just, oh. and I, I heard, I don't know how it works yet, but I heard like eventually you're going to be able to like make your own campaigns inside their game so you can like run a campaign for your friends. It's so cool. It's so fun. Oh, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, man. I, I don't need another video game. I know. That's what I said. It's it's been making school and work and podcasting hard because I've just been <laughs> wanting to play D and D. And then I went and played D and D in person today. Oh yeah. And I was just like, man, Baldur's Gate's <laughs> it's a lot better. <laughs> man, okay. I you're the you're the first I'm hearing about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, um, I, even if you're not a gamer, like if you like D and D. Um, it's so good because oh, you, you don't need to be good at video games because it's literally just D and D. There's no like fast action stuff. It's all turn based and um, it's fun. Oh, oh no! It sounds like another purchase. I'm going to make. Yep, <laughs> it's worth so every penny. Fun. It's going to be game of the year. Well, I didn't even down. know you could play with people. I feel that's such a. Yeah. <sighs> you can have four people, so including yourself four, but there's mods out there that put you up to eight people, but the mods oh, kind of break the game a little bit, but yeah. the mods are only going to get better the longer the game's out. So Right, and especially, there's something about, like, I feel the D&D community where it's very sharing, you yeah. know what I mean? Because they're very like, F the man, <laughs> like, we're yeah. going to make our own <laughs> stories, you know? Like, I yeah, feel exactly. there's resources for everything, so... If there's a game that provides those tools, it's definitely going to get there pretty quick, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't know. Damn it. Because the thing yeah. is, like, <laughs> then I could play D&D with, like, my brothers and my mm-hmm. dad. And then exactly. I could play like, with you guys. Oh, fucking yeah. hell. That, and that's been the fun part, like, playing with my friends. Like, because I've tried to play D&D with my friends for so long. Like, yes. I have the group I play with, but, like, my other friends, like, we just can't get into a campaign because it's so hard to schedule people. But yes. with Baldur's Gate, there's no commitment. Like, you could hop on for an hour 
and then save and then like you're good like, yeah there's no it's nice because everyone can be a player you know what i mean yeah yeah and i feel that's the hard thing is because if you're if you dm and people mm-hmm. are like yeah there's no dm there's like as a dm you're like i want to like make a good story that people have fun with you know and then yeah if people are always canceling it like just takes takes a toll yeah it's hard you know but that's just no toll like you have yeah you're following this st- oh god damn it ryan i really yep so anyway, get Baldur's Gate. Um, yeah, and I'll be we'll, on we'll start a campaign. Can I so, make a merfolk on there? That's the real. There's no merfolk, but yeah. um, there's all the like, all of the base um, races and okay. um, that you would get just in the player handbook without any of the expansions. Those are all in there. Oh damn it, Ryan! Yeah, oh. so I play. I have one with the tiefling. I have two wood elves, and then I have a dwarf. So. <sighs> sounds so fun yeah oh no okay it's fine Uh, well yeah damn it and the best part you can make your characters really hot oh fuck so i'm i'm looking at my bank account right now and i'm like "Hmm, (laughs) do i really need that many groceries this week nah nah right just skip dinner one night and buy baldur's gate you know, that's how I'm th- feeling with it right now. I was like, I can get sushi this week or I can buy Boulder's Gate. You know what I Boulder's mean? Boulder's Gate's way better than sushi, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, what, did, what did you find, Deloring, this week? Man, um, it's just, I think we're both in gaming modes right now because I I have found my way back on the Hogwarts Legacy because I've been making nice. all of my decorations for my Hogwarts party that I do. And I like, I've been watching the movies and there's like only so many potions they have. And I'm like, I want more. I want (laughs) like potions with objects in them that relate to the universe. So I've been like playing the game and like taking notes as I like get plants and like making themed bottles. Like there's like one that's like mallow seeds leaves because it's like little like green, yellow leaves. And I put it like Mm -hmm. in a green jar and that one looks really cool. And I have like wax seal stuff. So I've been able to like wax seal my potion bottles, but they look like so legit right now. So I've been right. heavy on the crafting some witch bottles and we did D&D yeah. at my house today. And I was like, I lo- it looks like a crafty wizard, witch kind <laughs> of vibe in the house right now, you guys. I'm sorry. They're like, oh, yeah. like. They're like, ooh, like mystical because they see my parties. I'm like, no, more like a hoarding yeah. witch that's trying to yeah. figure herself out. <laughs> like a crazy witch who like, you know, like cleaning out a little bit. Yeah, like a, a witch that has lost it and she's just trying yeah. to like <laughs> get her life together. <laughs> so crazy witch is a really good <laughs> description yeah. of my house right now. <laughs> I, uh, I modded Hogwarts Legacy a little too hard that I stopped having fun with it because oh, I modded damn. it so much that playing without the mods stopped being fun. Oh yeah. But it kind of broke the game. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Gryffindor. That's <laughs> Yeah. Like my uh my Griffin was Hagrid. Um I had a pistol. Um it was it was a lot. I had, it was so funny. I was talking to one of my friends because she kind of got me back into it because she, she just got it and she played it and she beat it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, well, how did you enjoy it? And I was like, wow, I played the game so differently because she's like, yeah, I kind of went evil Slytherin vibes. And I yeah. was like, and she didn't tell me like a bunch, but she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I've been saving the animals because it makes me happy. <laughs> she's like, yeah. we play two completely games, yeah. different games. <laughs> have you seen um the swiss army man with daniel radcliffe oh no what? oh well anyway my broom is daniel radcliffe from swiss army man um and it's just some things you can't come back from <laughs> once you ride daniel radcliffe you can't yeah come back. and hagrid same time yeah it changed he'll change you yeah Okay, well, I want to check out these mods, but um, speaking of crazy things, should, yeah, we, we, should we get into this episode topic? Yeah, I guess we could. Am I supposed to wolf howl? No, we're supposed to campfire. This is campfire week. noise. <laughs> you use the wolf howl too many damn times. <laughs> it's once during lore report. Only time. 
fasten the chamber, hide the red key, cover the portal that eyes may not see, get thee to market, to wedding and prayer, labor or revel, the charmer is there. Uh, that was by Rose Terry uh, Coke. Uh, Kimmy, what are we talking about? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Brace yourself, people. Oh, this is one of those episodes that I'm not quite ready for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so listen, folks. Dating in today's day and age isn't easy. And though many of us like to romanticize love during the Middle Ages with kings, queens, princes, knights, and fae, the sad reality is dating at this time wasn't any easier. From plagued classism, things we still currently deal with, <laughs> they had their fair share of dating problems to worry about. One major issue during this time was people hiding their true intent from pursuing a relationship, which leads us to this week's topic. Now, this week we will be talking about Bluebeard, a vengeful nobleman from France. And for all of our lovely audio listeners, if you want to check out this week's illustration, you can head to our YouTube channel, uh, Loring Podcast, or it's Loring. You go to our website, loring.com, and you'll find it. Or you can go to our blog, or you can go to our Instagram. And I did a bottle with blood and jewels. <laughs> we will learn why I did that. Um, before we get started, Kimmy, on a scale of 1 to 10, how disappointed were you to find out that this week's episode is not Pirates? I was so disappointed. I, <laughs> the only reason, okay, I, the only reason I put this as an episode topic suggestion is because I was yeah. like, oh, it's a pirate. I would yeah. love to learn more about a pirate. That was it. <laughs> And so then, remember last week you said, yeah, and and like next week we're going to finally be doing something light. We're going to be doing like a pirate <laughs> episode. And I remember looking at the calendar and seeing Bluebeard and I was like, pirate. But I was like, but Kimmy, Kimmy knows the schedule better than me. Maybe we're doing something else. Nope. Nope. And I'm honest. Honestly, I was not the brightest child in school so if we ever talked about bluebeard it went completely over my head and i yeah. realize now why but i i swear it was like a blackbeard situation no so, very different coming in with no knowledge of it i was like hell yeah we're gonna talk about sexy bearded man and the mm -mm. sea and no so i'm mad there was some rage in this these notes i had a feeling yeah <laughs> um a lot of it may have been drunken feminine rage <laughs> and my ancestors screaming through me so uh prepare yourself um for those that don't know bluebeard um i've taken out a lot of the tri heavy trigger warning stuff the story yeah. will be a little bit trigger warning but we're going to talk about other aspects of it because yeah. Um, sexual assault stuff is really serious that I do not want to go into it. And yep. consents keep peeps like moral of the story. Anyway, this is gonna be great. I'm I'm mad. I have a little bit <laughs> a little bit of liquor in me. It's great. Everything's fine. <laughs> so let's let's do this. And then I can go watch Pirates of the Caribbean after and feel something <laughs> of joy. <laughs> so the legend of this villainous protagonist was used as a cautionary tale told throughout France at the time, and it wasn't long until these stories were told through different parts of Europe as well. Not, Though not as poppin' as a legend today, due to its problematic morals, it shows how not all cautionary tales have good messages, and as time changes, sometimes we need to change the stories as well. So, as we dive into this, People that know Bluebeard are probably like, oh, sweet, sweet summer child, Kimmy. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you thought this was a pirate. And I just want to know, we're definitely going to go get into it, but we're going to kind of stay away from the more uncomfortable things because there's a place and time for it. And as long as we just know stories should change with time, I feel like we can learn a lot from this. So it's like good to talk about. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but oh we'll see R ryan's just ready he knew he saw the show notes <laughs> so. okay origins so 
Who is Bluebeard and where did he come from? It is believed that the character Bluebeard can be derived from a collection of horrifying events about noblemen and insecure husbands who committed horrible murders in Brittany during 15th century France. So, the first one, look at this guy on our slideshow. If you've ever wanted to punch someone, that's a punchable man right there if I've ever seen him. Um, he has the haircut of Lord Farquaad, but yeah, he's Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is Lord Farquaad. Is it really? <laughs> he might... I mean, we, we don't know how tall he is. It's hard to tell. All of his stuff could just be miniature. That's fair. He could be on stilts right now for the yeah, Those painting. are actually uh, pebbles, not rocks. <laughs> it's to three-fourths scale, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, one of the possible origins of Bluebeard is the terrible... Gillespie's race. During the 15th century, this man worked as a knight who fought alongside Joan of Arc in her campaigns against the English. It quickly led to him becoming a powerful nobleman and political figure in France. He was later convicted as a murderous witch, hung and burned for being involved in the sexually driven, brutal murders of children rather than women. It's believed that his unspeakable crimes were based on Bluebeard's story, changing his child victims into wives as a possible explanation for this origin. So I didn't want to get too much into Jonah of Arc because, man, there is so much to it. But pretty much someone alongside them was doing really awful things. And this was the guy. And... Again, I feel like we're not so much... We do historical like aspects of the show, but mm-hmm. that's not even really a folklore figure. You know what I mean? It's just an evil person, so... Yeah. Um, evil, just evil is, like, the whole point of this. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next person is King Connemore. Connemore. Yeah. Yep. So the next possible origin is Brenton King Connemore of Accursed. Word around the village was the king was evil and had killed his previous wives the moment they became pregnant. Mm. It wasn't long till the king decided, excuse me, it wasn't long till the king decided he wanted to give marriage another go and wed the beautiful Trifine. While married to her, she had ghosts warn her of how he murdered all her pregnant wives before. And once she became pregnant, she became fearful. One night, she fled the castle in an attempt to escape before he found her and he found out about the child. Sadly, he was able to catch up to her and behead her that same evening. Although this was tragic, all was not lost. Apparently, St. Gildas miraculously restored her life when he brought her back to Conmore, and the walls of the castle collapsed and killed the king. So oh. now, though it's hard to believe all the story is true, Conmore was a real king believed to have killed his wives due to his fear of having the throne taken from him. There were also some rumors by the locals that he could have been a werewolf. So. Oh. Who knows? Maybe he just didn't want werewolf babies. Maybe there was, like, something that happened in pregnancy. Or he was just evil and crazy and didn't want his throne taken over. So A lot of lead. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They they painted those walls thick with lead paint. (laughs) Those castles were looking like an 80s home for sale. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So, of course, there are some... Older possible explanations for where this tale comes from, such as the Roman myth of Cupid and the Psyche. But one thing is Bluebeard wasn't mentioned until 15th century France, and that's when this legend really started to pop off. So the most famous surviving version of which was written by Charles Perrault and the first published by Barbin in Paris, 1697 in Histories Old Contest du Teps Pesse. Oh, I can't speak French, so that's what we get for that one. <laughs> Originally an oral folktale, the story was the first written down and published in 1697 
by Charles. The French Arthur, regarding as the father of the fairy tale, was the first to record many of our beloved stories from like Cinderella to Puss in Boots. Um, despite Bluebeard's grisly plot, the tale remains hugely popular throughout the centuries. So this was like his dark story. This was like his emo phase story that he wrote in the book. Um, and of course, like Cinderella, there's like more dark undertones to this, but I feel this one just really takes the cake. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know much about French folklore. We'll probably learn more as we do more episodes. But I feel like it's way darker than I would expect it to be. I would expect it to be like a little bit more lighthearted. But no, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, the Crusades was a lot of French people. (laughs) That's yeah, that's fair. I feel like I grew up like when we grew up in the 90s, it was very romanticized. So it kind of like throws me through a little bit of a loop, but it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um where was i okay so to this day the legend of bluebeard shined more on the light of him being the villain than the woman being murdered for being curious this legend continues to evolve with every adaptation and varies from one region to another which is what helped keep this legend alive for so long so that's all i kind of got for like origins because i didn't want to get too deep into every man that this could have possibly been (laughs) and then there's some theories that bluebeard could have been an inspiration for beauty and the beast too oh because um (laughs) that's definitely a cleaned up a little bit yeah it's definitely the more romanticized version yeah and we'll see why as we kind of get in the stories and we talk later a bit about it but it's definitely a good it made for a good bone structure for a certain type of protagonist, which is why I feel like it's so prevalent in folklore to this day. Like yeah. evil protagonist, but makes for good story writing. So I get it. <laughs> um, so anyway, Bluebeard is used as a word to describe the crime of killing either a series of women or to seduce and abandon a series of women. Uh, another term used to describe a woman's serial murderer was Lady Bluebird. So just a little bit more spice on that, I guess. Yeah. And that's all I kind of got for the name. Like, it's just, there was there's not much to it. Just called Bluebeard. Um, and now that we have the background, we got all that out of the way, I'm going to hand it over to Ryan to tell us the famous story of Bluebeard written by Charles Perrault. All right, and we got uh, three voice actor roles in this one. <laughs> who, would, who would you like to be? Oh man, I don't know. Bluebeard or the wife? <laughs> I'll be Bluebeard. You could be. Uh, you could be the wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you should do sister Anne, though. I feel okay, like I'll be the sister. All right. Um, this is Bluebeard, written by Charles Perrault. Oh, there you go. I was butchering that. (laughs) Okay. Once upon a time, there was a man who had fine houses, both in town and country. A deal of silver and gold plates, carved furniture, coaches gilded all over. But unhappily, this man had a blue beard, which made him so ugly and so terrible that all the women and girls ran away from him. Spoilers, it wasn't the beard. (laughs) One of his neighbors, a lady of quality, had two daughters who were perfect beauties. He asked for one of them in marriage, leaving to her the choice of which she would bestow on him. They They would neither of them have him, and they sent him back and forward one of... Oh, back and forth to one one another. Neither being able to make up her mind to marry a man who had a blue beard. Another thing which made them averse to him was that he had already married several wives, and nobody knew what had become of them. (laughs) Bluebeard, to become better acquainted, took them with their mother and the three or four of their best friends with some young people of a neighborhood to one of the country seats where they stayed a whole week. So he brought him on a little bit of a vacation. He was like, you know, if they're going to say no to me, maybe if I, like, I don't know, finesse it a little yeah, bit. take him to the countryside. Yeah. 
where no one can hear their screams. (laughs) (laughs) There was nothing going on but pleasure parties. Hunting, fishing, dancing, mirth, and feasting. Take that first part how you will. Nobody went to bed, (laughs) but all passed the night in playing pranks on each other. In short, everything succeeded so well that the youngest daughter began to think that the beard of the master of the house was not so very blue, and that he was a very civil gentleman. So as soon as they returned home, the marriage was concluded. So the younger sister fell for him. After about a month, um, Bluebeard told his wife that he was obliged to take a country journey for six weeks at least. Upon business of great importance, he desired her to amuse herself well in his absence, to send for her friends to take them to the country, if she pleased, and live well wherever she was. Here, said he, are the keys of the two great warehouses wherein I have my best furniture. These are of the room where I keep my silver and gold plates, which is not in everyday use. These open my safes, which hold my money, both gold and silver, These are my caskets of jewels. This is the master key to all my apartments. But as for this little key, it is the key of the closet at the end of the great gallery on the ground floor. Open them all, go everywhere. But as for that little closet, I forbid you to enter it. I promise you surely that if you open it, there is nothing that may not expect from my anger. So, Listen, I... Two things. One, uh-huh. the fact that both of the sisters are like, oh, we gotta get married. And then they yeah. were like passing back and forth. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Second, I don't know who wouldn't be curious. Yeah, he he could have just not given her the little key. Right. And right. she probably well, and I don't want to spoil anything. <sighs> Um, anyway, she promised to obey exactly all his orders, and he, after having embraced her, got into his coach and proceeded on his journey. Her neighbors are good friends, but did not stay to be sent by their newly married lady. So great was their impatience to see all the riches of her house, not daring to come while her husband was there because of his blue beard, which frightened them. They had once ran through all their rooms, closets, wardrobes, which were so fine and rich and seemed to surpass all others. <laughs> that would be me, though. I am so nosy and I hate it yeah. so much. <laughs> as soon as he left, they're like, let's look everywhere. <laughs> they all like pop out of the bushes. Like, is we gone? Yeah. Can we, can we come in? We're can coming. we go in take a little bit? Uh, so they went up into the warehouse where was the best and richest furniture. They And they could not sufficiently admire the number of beauty and tapestry, beds, couches, cabinets, stands, tables, and, lo- and looking glasses in which you might see yourself from head to foot. So big old glasses. Some of them were framed with glass, others with silver, plain and gold. The most beautiful and most magnificent ever seen. They ceased not to praise and envy the happiness of their friend, who in the meantime was not at all amused by looking upon all these rich things because of her impatience to go and open the closet on the ground floor. Her curiosity was so great that without considering how uncivil it was to leave her guests, she went down a little back staircase with such excessive haste that twice or thrice she came near breaking her neck. Having reached the closet (laughs) door, she was sprinting. She stood still for some time, thinking of her husband's orders and considering the unhappiness might attend her if she was disobedient. But the temptation was so strong, she could not overcome it. She then took the little key and opened the door, trembling. At first, she could not see anything plainly because the windows were shut. After some moments, she began to perceive that several dead women were scattered about the floor. These were the wives whom Bluebeard had married and murdered, one after the other, because they did not obey his order about the closet on the ground floor. She thought she surely would die for fear, and the key which she pulled out of the lock fell out of her hand. (sighs) After having somewhat recovered from the shock, she picked up the key, locked the door, and went upstairs into her chamber to compose herself, but she could not rest. She was much frightened. Fair enough. 
Having I, observed, oh, go ahead. I, I just like, who wouldn't be curious is like yeah. my real question. You know Rather what I mean? Rather than the same thing. Yeah, because it's, you're married a man that his seven mm. wives have gone missing. So there's, yeah. I think a part of a thing that makes Bluebeard so attractive is there's a mystery to him. You know, like, they're like, I want, like, they're like, oh, he's, he's scary and he's terrifying, but maybe, maybe there's like something to him. You know what I mean? So I would be like, maybe he's really has a room of puppies he loves or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. A room of puppies. Like there, or maybe he likes to quilt. I don't know. Or like he has a knitting passion. He's very ashamed of, and I could be the one that tells him it's okay. It's like neat, that's yeah. that's how I think. Because like it's curiosity, but I also think it's like a justification for like who they yeah. are. So when people are like, "Didn't he murder his wife?" You'd be like, "No," because you know it for sure. Yeah. You know. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings with this, and I'm just like mm-hmm. holding them in. <laughs> Um, so, so she went upstairs to compose herself. Um, so after observing the key of the closet was stained, she tried two or three times to wipe off the stain, but the stain would not come out. In vain, she washed it. She even rubbed it with soap and sand. The stain still remained for the key was a magic key and could never make it quite clean. When the stain was gone from one side, it came back on the other. Bluebeard returned from his journey that same evening and said he had received letters upon the road informing him that the business which called him away ended to his advantage. His wife did all she could to convince him she was delighted at his speedy return. The next morning, he asked for his keys, which she gave him, but with such trembling hands that he easily guessed what happened. How is it, said he, that the key of my closet is not among the rest? I must certainly have left it upstairs upon the table do not fail said bluebeard to bring me it presently after having put off doing it several times she was forced to bring him the key bluebeard having examined it said to the wife how come the stain is upon the key i don't not know cried the poor woman paler than death you do not know, replied Bluebeard. Very well. You very well know. You wished you could go into the cabinet. Very well, madam. You shall go in and take your place among the ladies you saw there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> she threw herself. Go ahead. It, well, it's, he said I would be angry with you, not that yeah. I would murder you. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. The same thing to him. He was baiting her. Yeah. She threw herself weeping at her husband's feet and begged his pardon from all the signs of a true repentance for her disobedience. She would have melted a rock so beautiful and sorrowful was she, but Bluebeard had a heart harder than any stone. You must die, madam, said he, and that at once. Uh, Since I must die, answered she, looking upon him with her eyes all bathed in tears. I need to be more sadder, but I'm just mad with this. Yeah. <laughs> give me some little time to say my prayers. I give you, replied Bluebeard, half a quarter of an hour, but not one moment more. <laughs> half a quarter of an hour. What's that like? 15 half minutes? a quarter. No, ha- 15 minutes would be a quarter, so like seven minutes. Oh, damn. When she was alone, she called out to her sister and said to her, Oh, Sister Anne, for that was her name, go up, I beg you, to the top of the tower. I will look for my brothers are not coming. They promised me they'd come today. And if you see them, give them a sign to make haste. Her sister Anne went up to the tower, and the poor afflicted wife cried out from time to time. And Sister Anne, do you see anyone coming? And Anne said, I see nothing but the sun, which makes dust and the grass, which look green. In the meanwhile, Bluebeard, holding the great saber in his hand, cried to his wife as loud as he could, Come down instantly, or I shall come up to you. Jesus Christ. One moment longer, if you please. And, sister, and dost thou see anybody coming? Uh, 
I see, replied Sister Anne, a great dust which comes from the side. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Are they my brothers? Alas, no, my sister, I see a flock of sheep. Will you not come down, cried Bluebeard? One moment longer, and Sister Anne does thou see nobody coming. I see, said she, two horsemen, but they are yet a great way off. God be praised, <laughs> replied the poor wife. I'm just so mad. That's why I keep laughing. <laughs> uh, they are my brothers. I will make them a sign as well as I can for them to make haste. Then Bluebeard bawled out so loud he made the whole house tremble. The distressed wife came down and threw herself at his feet, all in tears with her hair about her shoulder. All of this is no help to you, said Bluebeard. You must die. Then, taking hold of her hair with one hand and lifting up his sword in the air with the other, he was about to take off her head. The poor lady, turning about him, looked at him with dying eyes, desired him to forward her one little moment to her thoughts. No, no, said he, command thyself to God, and again, lifting his arms. <laughs> at the moment, there was such a loud knocking at the gate that Bluebeard stopped suddenly. The gate was open, and presently entered two horsemen, who, with swords in hand, ran directly to Bluebeard. He knew them to be his wife's brothers, one a drogon, the other a musketeer. He ran away immediately, but the two brothers pursued him closely that they overtook him before he could get steps of the porch where they ran their swords through his body and left him dead. Yes. The poor wife was almost as dead as her husband and had not strength enough to arise and welcome her brothers. Bluebeard had no heirs, and so, and so his wife becoming mistress of all his estate, she made use of one portion of it to marry her sister Anne to a younger gentleman who had loved her a long while, Aww. another portion to buy a captain's commission for her brothers, and the rest to marry herself a very worthy gentleman who made her forget the time that had passed with Bluebeard. So, a happy ending for once. A wonderful ending. Yeah. A beautiful ending. A little a little scarring, I guess. <sighs> a little <but>. trauma. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Man, and listen, like, I get mad in that story just because I don't like Bluebeard, and yeah, I, in my head, the worst. yeah, I, in my head, I'm like, I thought you were a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Blackbeard at all. <laughs> I thought I just misread the name. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, that's why I do actually like the story. It has a great ending, which, like, yeah. Totally makes up for. Yeah, I was when I saw the brothers come in and like, what was it, a dra dragoon, and then the other was a musketeer. I'm like, boys, yeah. gonna get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so hyped. I was like, oh my god, like reading quicker. <laughs> yeah. So, very very satisfying end to a story, which doesn't happen a lot in folklore. I feel. No, yeah, we don't see that very often. Oh, I mean, I guess for those who don't know, the Dragoon is like a uh, cavalry in the army. So, like, they're both soldiers, I guess, was the uh, Yeah. One's like a soldier for, like, government, and one is, like, kind of, like, doing his own thing. Yeah. is a good way to kind of think of it. But, yeah, you know, good things, I guess, all around, except for, like, the uh, the seven uh, wives before her. But, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Oh, I feel yeah. better. We just that had... was my story. Oh, okay. I always feel better when there's a good ending too. Yeah, I, I was filled with so much rage, I forgot the ending. So that was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you want a happy ending for yourselves, uh, stay tuned for. Trying to get a non-blurry photo of Bigfoot isn't easy. It takes hours of researching, mapping its location, and tracking the cryptid down. So when you do finally get that crisp picture of Bigfoot, you'll want to frame it for all the world to see. And what better way to frame it than by heading over to FrameBridge. FrameBridge has a wonderful selection of custom frames to pick from, and it's so easy to work with! All you have to do is pick a custom frame, upload or mail your artwork using their free prepaid mailer, 
and your frame is then built and sent right to your doorstep. And let's just say while getting this photo of Bigfoot, you stumble upon a piece of bark with his claw marks on it. Well, with FrameBridge, you can send it in and get that framed as well. They easily frame 3D objects from an embroidered gift to your favorite alluring podcast tea, or even an award for getting the first non-blurry photo of Bigfoot. From pictures to 3D objects, they got you covered. And one of my absolute favorite features from FrameBridge is the gallery wall creator. Simply upload a collection of your own photos and customize one of their many expertly designed layouts in just a few minutes. They will then send you the framed artwork, hardware, and a life-sized hanging guide. So what are you waiting for? Go to our website, alluring.com sponsors and click on the FrameBridge banner today. Again, go to our website, alluring.com sponsors and click on the FrameBridge banner and get framing today. Hey there, campers. Ryan here. Did you know that Kimmy let me talk her into doing another podcast? That's right. Introducing the Creepy Camper Podcast, our once a month pod where Kimmy and I watch a scary movie, her a little more reluctantly than me, and break down the deeper meaning behind it. So come check out the newest Alluring Network show, the Creepy Camper Podcast at Alluring.com or wherever you find your podcasts and let's get creepy. Ryan just will never stop the wolf howl <laughs> sound. He he tricked me first. He's like, oh, let's do the radio sound yeah. for a transition. Nope. And he come back. <laughs> He's like, psych. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, welcome back, campers. We hope you enjoyed that little break. We are now going to talk about the appearance and history of Bluebeard. Um, <laughs> I put a picture that shows how I feel about is him. That? that is Bluebeard. <laughs> Why his feet look like that? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because he's evil. That's like rooting into the ground, so he's closer to hell. I can't explain it. <laughs> uh, I can't describe this picture. Really, you just have to come to our YouTube to see this photo. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a very like lanky, cartoonish villain. He kind of has like Jafar vibes yeah. in a way. Tim Burton's Jafar. Yeah, that's a great, that's actually a really wonderful way to explain it. So, um, though called Bluebeard, his beard actually appears extremely dark black and misshapen. So not blue, (laughs) which is quite interesting to me. Um, He dresses as a wealthy man with the finest of clothes as a way to distract from his awful, awful personality. Um, I don't want to talk more about his appearance. We're just going to go right into his behaviors because I not don't like good. him. I just don't like him. Uh, regarding Bluebeard's personality, this is one villain I do not give the benefit of the doubt due to his toxic traits. So, Bluebeard comes off as an overpowering masculine figure or quote-unquote alpha male in today's terms. <laughs> there is a, I'd say that on the show, but here we are. <laughs> It's another Sigma Grind State podcast. <laughs> what is it? Ooh, another white boy podcast. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so he has all the masculinity with none of the softer, sympathetic characteristics, which make for a really great partner. So he cares only for himself and his image, and since he knows he can't get a bride due to his awful personality and his unattractive appearance, he uses his wealth as a way to lure and trap women into marriage. And he doesn't even, like, do it to get the woman. He does it for the family to be okay with the woman coming to him. You know? Hmm, Yeah. It's not like... He's like, oh, if you marry me, you'll get all this wealth. He's like, hey, if you give me your daughter's hand, she'll be in a castle, which yeah. is pretty cool. You know, she will, not you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make that very clear yeah, right off the bat. My castle. There is no mother-in-law suite. <laughs> There's no father-in-law suite. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> your well, there own. is one. It's in the it's in the basement, locked behind. Uh... <laughs> like behind the kids in the closet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
We're just struggling through this, you guys. Oh, so then once married, um, he doesn't show compassion or love towards his partners. Instead, he manipulates them into listening to him. And if they go against his wishes, he no longer and he's no longer able to manipulate them. He just murders them. (laughs) So there is no rhyme or reason to why he murders his wife's. Nothing at all. He just seems to do it to show how powerful he is, which isn't a good reason at all to murder anyone ever. Um, just, I argue there's not many good reasons for it, but especially not this one. No. If you're power tripping and you murder... No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't murder people. That's going to be a takeaway. I'm murdering people. Don't murder people, folks. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I can't believe we even have to say that as a takeaway, (laughs) but here we are. All right, so now into like some events and things surrounding Bluebeard, (laughs) because that's all I got for personality, just trash, just trash. Um, So with how awful Bluebeard is, you would think the story is a message to men about finding someone that loves you for who you are, and how you shouldn't manipulate your partner and murder them because it's wrong, but alas... The story was used as a cautionary tale for women. What? Oh, here we are. Oh, good old folklore. Um, there's some there's some dark corners in folklore. I like to think of folklore as a beautiful castle, and there are just like some rooms that you just yeah. like, ironically have a key and lock. You just really. You want to avoid if you yeah. want it to be romanticized. It's like you... the old dusty storage cat like cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> it, it squeaks when you open it. <laughs> kind of smells like moldu. Like it's just mm. not a good time. But you got to learn all about the castle, so you have to yeah. explore those rooms. So um, at the time, the story was used to tell how a female's curiosity can lead to dire consequences, especially when acting against their own husband's will. Um, while many scholars say the story is used to encourage wives to be obedient, some suggest the story encourages women to blindly follow patriarchal rules that, and that breaking them can lead to society punishments that are as great as death. So, though times haven't changed much, and it seems victim blaming is still prevalent in today's society, thankfully we can now look at the story for how problematic it really is. Looking at it as Bluebeard being an evil husband and the villain that manipulates women and murders them instead of a misunderstood nice guy that's a little bit unattractive um, helps shift the blame to who's really at fault for the awful crimes. Because surprise, being curious isn't a crime and it's not a reason to murder your partner. So (laughs) again, don't murder people. (laughs) (laughs) I like I really I want you to leave understanding to not murder people <laughs> by the end of this episode. It's quite a change of pace from you <laughs> calling to murder people like two episodes ago. But you know, we'll let it we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. You know, growth comes in all in all shapes and sizes, <laughs> right? And I don't I, need to I don't need to disavow anything this episode so far. I'm loving it. I'm trying I am trying <laughs> to grow. And you know what? Maybe next week we talk about sirens and I completely and shift. We're right back on the murder train. And we're right back on the murder train. <laughs> chugga chugga choo choo. You know what I mean? But you know, but today we are again Day, no murder. No murder. No murder today. No murder. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Put the knife down. Don't do it. Think about it. Unless you're a siren, hit me up. <laughs> you can email us at alluring at gmail.com. Um, my fiance uh, would understand because he, he gets it. And so <laughs> that's true love, folks. <laughs> Woo, okay. So now we're going to completely shift from Bluebeard the person because the rage needs to leave my soul. And we're going to talk about Bluebeard's castle. Because why not, right? This is yeah. this is our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> Bluebeard's Castle is a historic property dating back to the 1600s in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. This castle was used as a fort until 1735, since the colony was fearful of an attack by the English during this time. So the Danish West Indies and Guinea Company? Guinea. 
Guinea, thank you. Guinea Company was taken over by the Danish crown in 1754, and the tower remained government property until 1818, where the tower passed to GL Enemy. Enemy? I almost said Eminem, like the yeah, rapper. Some, some old English name. And it has passed from several hands since then. So now. Now, now I am in no position to judge another man's castle due to being a renter, <laughs> but it is a bit of a stretch to call this image a castle. That looks like a. Um, it looks like somebody's house with uh, that is built like a styrofoam tower. It looks like when a kid makes a sandcastle with two blocks. Yeah. yeah. Two round blocks, and they put like mm-hmm. some sand on both sides as like yeah. the wall. That's exactly what it looks like. Like they it's carved funny. the little door hole in like four windows. Yeah. So it, I'm uh I'm judging a little bit, but you know. Anywho, listen. <laughs> so, well, I'll tell you why it was called Bluebeard's Castle. And so, during the 19th century, many stories of pirates were passed from one colony to another. And it was believed that a pirate by the name of Bluebeard lived in the tower. Hence, Bluebeard, Bluebeard's did Castle. You, did you make this up because no. you were sad this was a pirate story? No. Are you, no. Are you sure. I am. Hundred percent. I right. have explanations. If I go Google Bluebeard Pirate, it's gonna pop up. Listen, just let me, Ryan. <laughs> just sit your ass down well, and let me let me read. It's, I'm literally gonna explain it in the next two sentences. You have halted the process. <laughs> okay, you are. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, are you sure? Are you good? You all, uh-huh, yeah. you all comfy? Got your drink no. of water? No. You want that? Hold on no. Before I continue. Okay. Just making sure you're comfortable, right? Um, <laughs> so while there is no historic proof there that this is. castle was ever <laughs> called it, <laughs> called it, and you made it up. No, listen. <laughs> while there is no proof this castle was ever inhabited by pirates. There were many legends of pirates, such as Blackbeard, who mm-hmm. inhabited the island and lived near the tower. Near the tower, okay. Some believe that they have, um, oh my goodness, I'm so, <laughs> one second. Some believe that it may have even been Blackbeard's castle, but due oh. to miscommunication amongst locals, Bluebeard is what stuck. So that means... Blackbeard might kind of be a bad guy. <sighs> if the stories are about him. We're gonna hmm. talk about it. <laughs> hmm. The 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 hmm. dots are connecting. The dots are connecting a little bit. <laughs> Turns out pirates may not have been good people. Listen, I am here for the I romanticized, spicy yeah. book version of pirates. And like Jack yeah. Sparrow, like uh-huh. <laughs> Like, people aren't cargo mate. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the pirate I'm here for. Yeah. In case anyone was like, wow, Kimmy really likes pirates. And no, I I like the good noodle ones. (laughs) She likes the idea of pirates. I love the idea of pirates. I'd probably loathe them in person, but, like, I love the romanticized version of it. So, now... (laughs) Um, for all of you that are a bit more on the wanderlust side of life and wanting to venture to Bluebeard's Castle to see it for yourself, you can for the right price. Um, it's a timeshare resort located near downtown Charlotte, <laughs> Amelia in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Oh, it's a I don't short... even need a passport. We can just hop on down. Yeah, it's a short drive from the beaches and you have a view of the harbor, so it's pretty neat. And oh. there has been rumored that there is some ghosty, ghouly oh. activity, so... I don't think I'd want to meet a bluebeard ghost. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, definitely not. Again, romanticized pirates. That's what I'm here for. And now, this next section is titled "Arg, You Ready?" Because he isn't a pirate. Um. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I will be here all week. Um, and now. I brought up Bluebeard being a pirate 
And you know your pirate-loving girl has to dive deep into that. So I also want to start by saying this. We've been talking about this the whole fucking episode, that he's not a pirate. And I could have bet my life that he was a pirate. If someone was like, um, Bluebeard isn't a pirate, I would have totally been like, "Mm, actually? Oh, my. With no knowledge. So I have learned a lot today. And the original story of Bluebeard never said anything about him being a pirate. But to this day, many think he was. So why is that? Well, one theory is because of his connection to piracy, particular to Blackbeard, Captain Edward's tech of Bristol. Many people would simply get Blackbeard and Bluebeard confused with one another. So, in Captain Charles Johnson's published an account of Blackbeard, a general history of pirates in 1724. He goes into the details about Blackbeard's life, and there seems to be a ton of similarities between the two bearded figures. Blackbeard, a.k.a. Edward Teach, not only had a similar look so as Bluebeard, but was known to have married 14 different women. Mm. He, he would fall victim to the woman we met, and being unable to risk resist them he would marry them so instead of bluebeard where bluebeard would trick the woman into marrying him blackbeard was like oh another beautiful woman you must be my wife you know like he couldn't say no he was like ah true romantic yeah hoes in different area codes yeah a hundred percent they they don't have carrier pigeons that go that far at the time (laughs) (laughs) he was also rumored to have some hidden treasure because he was making bank committing piracy on the high seas So, due to... They had a lot of similarities. Blackbeard was a way better guy than Bluebeard, is the first thing. Of course, there's pirate crimes and all that stuff. They might be the same guy, Kenny. No. No, because the thing is, he... Blackbeard was popular at the time the Bluebeard story was popular. So, that's why people would confuse the two. Mm. Because they'd be like, oh! they're like oh blackbeard the pirate or bluebeard the pirate it was just like two things happening at the same time that like would get easily confused with each other i'm trying to think it would be like if we had um the spider man with the different actors happen at the same time because it's like oh they're so similar people would easily get them confused Mm. so that's why people think Bluebeard is a pirate, just because of confusion. Because two things pop in at the same time. And that's just what Never happens. helps you sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. I did so um, much research on this. I know. <laughs> and I just get whatever <laughs> helps you sleep at night. <laughs> if that's what you think. <laughs> what are your sources? <laughs> Um, my, my sources, I made it up. (laughs) My heart, my heart is my source. Um, and then this will be one of those rare weeks where we actually skip. Well, let me guess it. I'm going to guess that it's neither. Yeah, it's neither. Woo. Congratulations. Woo. Four in a row, baby. (laughs) God damn it, Ryan. (laughs) Well, on the other hand, this will be one of those rare weeks where I actually have something for... Modern takes with Ryan. Whoa, 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 whoa. We talk about modern stuff with takes. Oh, if it goes, there it goes. Um, and we are going to talk about the feminine horror trope in horror movies. Um, feminine horror uh, is horror that specifically engages with women's experience or women's concerns. Whether it's a loved one harming you, impregnating you, sexual violence, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And if you couldn't tell already, um, a Bluebeard is in fact one of the OG feminine horror stories. And um, has been kind of the outline to many uh, stories. And some of the more notable and recent ones are Ex Machina, um, Crimson Peak, oh. um, the show you has a little bit of the same vibe 
Um, and Bluebeard is mentioned in some popular shows like Hannibal, Succession, and Grimm, which I think you like Grimm. Yes. I think we've talked about Grimm. I enjoy um, Grimm a lot. <laughs> yeah. When discussing um, men who prey on women. Um, and I think these are some of the most uh, topical horror stories we're kind of getting these days, um, which I don't know if reflects well on society, but you know. <laughs> That's where we're at. Um, there's even an RPG that I found, like a, a tabletop one, called uh, Bluebeard's Brides, which is a game about escaping Bluebeard. So we'll have to find that someday and play it. I want to um, play that so bad. Yeah, it looks fun. It had a Kickstarter. I was watching the videos on it. I'll send. I'll send it to you. We'll put a link in our show notes because I want to play that. Yeah. I want. I want to to rage through bluebeard's uh, castle the image the on there that's like a drawing that's that's the cover art for the game <laughs> well um we're gonna put that as a link in our show notes because i yeah. and on our blog post because i want to i would love to play that that sounds like a really fun session yeah, but um, yeah so for better or worse it's safe to say that bluebeard has been uh very influential on uh modern horror stories especially those that revolve about men being terrible oh wow i i didn't know that was a a genre to horror so i I I mean there's there's a lot of them um Mm -hmm. but the the ones that i mentioned there are like kind of just the more popular ones but they though they're just any any horror movies that revolve around like just normal women's experiences turned into uh horror you know crazy oh that's yeah. cool i see this is why i like us doing the horror movie podcast because i feel like i learned so much <laughs> yeah horror movies are the best they're cool like they're cool they're horror movies are great if you have people you can talk about it with yeah you know that's fair like i feel like if you're just like watching it and you never like have conversations about it it can like be a lot but when you talk about it and how it reflects on society and stuff it's it's super cool to get into you know what i mean yeah no for sure oh man wow well i'm glad we didn't make that episode as heavy (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so that that's uh that's modern takes um I don't. We don't have any episode or announcements this week, right? So, um, just, uh, do you want to? We we can do a quick lore report if you want to throw on that sound. The, oh, okay. Your uh, wolf howl. <laughs> um. <laughs> we got liquor and lore on Patreon. Yes. Y'all. We have it. You can. Come join Patreon for as low as $3 a month. You'll be not only supporting an indie podcast, but you will be able to get bonus after chat episodes where Ryan and I enjoy a drink and we do a fairy tale reading together. And that may evolve into more things, depending if we get more Patreons. So maybe some fanfic. Maybe some Mothman. That's my goal. Fanfic. That's a little spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Too spicy for YouTube. Too spicy for YouTube. So listen, uh, it's a great way to support the show. It kind of helps us because then we're getting a little bit more of a consistent income, as you may say, so we can keep the show running. Uh, It's just a great way to support the show. We have a mini promo till the end of this month where if you join, you get a little Mothman cowboy sticker in your Mm -hmm. welcome kit. So now is the time to join before the holiday season. Uh, we'll have a special thing involving uh, the 12 Days of Krampus way later this year if you yeah. are a Patreon. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great, you guys. I am I'm taking it to the next level. <laughs> oh, boy. Tim Allen, 12 days straight. 12 days of Tim fucking Allen. <laughs> It's going to be great. Um, we have that. And then I'm trying to think, is there anything else we want to we wanna talk about? 
There's nothing else I can think of. I didn't write um, report stuff today. No, I, I don't think so. I think that's the big thing we got going on right now. Everything else is uh, smooth sailing. Yeah, become a Patreon. Tell your friends about the show and write those five-star reviews because mm-hmm. that's how you can get... If you become a Patreon this month and you write a five-star review and you tell me you comment it, you get two bonus stickers. So it's... Just do it. Just do it. All right. That's all I got. It's time for... Time for takeaways. Not takeaways. Damn, I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> I mean, the alignment chart. Yeah, the alignment chart. There's, there's not much to talk about. I mean... Yeah. yeah. The man's evil. I initially had him evil neutral because I was like, I mean, is he really chaotic? Um, but I figure, you know, I'd just go as far evil as I could get with this one. Yeah, I like... The only reason I didn't put him more towards chaotic because I feel like he has, like his laws that he uses to justify his that murder. That is true. Yeah. And, I guess the lawful evil would make sense. So it, I put him a little bit more towards lawful because he's not just like killing women. He might as well be, right? Yeah. But he like, he waits they till they're married. They break his rules. And they like break his rules and then he's like, yeah. time for me to go murdering again. And it's like, no. All right. It's, well, it's that's fair. Okay. So oh, yeah, lawful evil does make a little more sense, even if those laws he made up and they're terrible. Yeah, lo- like I feel chaotic's more like what was her name? Kuchi Sake Ona, the like yeah. knife girl, because she just kills, murdering people for no reason. Yeah, yeah like the only way she, you no, will stop yeah. her murdering you is if you like just throw her so, off her game. Wow, you look so nice. Is that the one where you compliment her and she mm-hmm. stops? Yeah, only if you mean the compliment. Yeah, so like that's chaotic. Well. She'll yeah, just kill fair. you, you know? Yeah. She has to believe you mean it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to see it yeah. in your soul. <laughs> well, uh, takeaways? What yeah. you got? I'll let you go first. Oh, I don't man. think you're going to take mine. Don't don't murder people. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, um, don't murder people. <laughs> I learned, turns out, um, having a beard doesn't inherently make you a good guy. <laughs> so, shit. His beard is blue, ladies. Get out of there. We need to bring back the phrase blue beard for creepy guys. Yeah. That's I, a bad idea. I think that's, that, that's yeah. your guys' mission. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring back blue beard. Bring back blue beard. Name, not the person. <laughs> bring back blue beard, name, not the person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is great. I feel like. We're leaving this one learning a lot, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to go play some adorable games and <laughs> have a little bit of wine and pistachio ice cream. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, oh, uh, man, you guys, thank you so much for being on this little chaotic journey with us and for listening to us. This has been alluring. Have just such an alluring day, and you know what? We'll catch you in the next episode. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at Alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.